Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Joe Contractor, the Joe Contractor show, I should say. I always hesitate before I do that, just to make sure I get it right. Yeah, so I had somebody and, looking us up, and they couldn't find it, because I said, well, it's Joe Contractor. And and they couldn't, because of the way we spell it? Joe Con- yeah, because of, we spell it, yeah, our spelling. Yeah, it's well, we one should word. clarify then. Yep. So it's J-O, so it's like capital J, small O, capital C, Contractor. One word. All one word. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, is, is uh, it was meant to be, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the old term for it, generic. As in, it's it's not meant to uh, evoke much of anything other than we are all Joe contractors. We're all Joes. We're all Joes. Yeah. So, hey, Merrick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as usual, you're down there just chatting it up. <laughs> long day. Was it a long day? Yeah. Yeah, it gets tough sometimes. Um, you know, I know, I know. I tend to talk a lot, but um, Lori's right there with me usually. She, <laughs> or right behind you. Yeah, right behind me. Just <laughs> gotta warm up a little bit. Real though. close. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, I can't think of any any Joe contractor news we need to put out other than uh, thanks for everyone uh, who's sent in questions. Or um, giving us any feedback. It's it's rare. I'm going to say this right now. If you're listening to this, it's really nice for us to hear from you. It just is. So if you've been listening to these shows and you've been enjoying them, I'm not, I'm not asking anything of you. Really? Not much. Just uh, hop on email or something. Find us and uh, go ahead and let us know what you think. But Kind of a neat thing about, about that is that... Uh a friend, a Facebook friend of mine, who I don't really know that well, listened to our show, liked the show, and he's our guest next week. Ah, so there you go. That was kind of neat. Yeah, so there are people out there. I mean, yeah. we've said this before, but I have the benefit of seeing some of the analytics, and I'm like, well, I know there's people listening. Like, there's, who's this person in Boise? It's just these weird things that come out so yeah if you're listening and you care for this in any way or if even if you're angry with us would, i mean i'd rather not hear from you but i want to hear i want to hear merrick likes that stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> he'll write back to you i might ignore it um anyway we have a guest today and i'm gonna let Lori introduce our guest since you invited him in absolutely uh 
the guest I invited is an amazing architect mm. and an, um, licensed in a couple states. Yes. And um, nothing I know is written in stone except for Tim Stone. So this is <laughs> Tim Stone. <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you, Lori. Thank you for having me, Merrick, and um, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, we used to, I, we should do this too. I, you did us the favor of putting oh. your, your shirt, uh, your name on your shirt, which helps, but we should have little name tags out here. But anyway, Tim, good to have you. Thank you. Uh, architect licensed in several States. Yes. Is that, um, I don't know anything, nothing about the trade architect trade, but is that, um, a common thing or is that kind of an uncommon thing? Um, I would say nowadays it's kind of common. Okay. Especially when you, if you're located in like a tri-state or dual-state mm-hmm. area, then most times the architects are going to be licensed in a couple or multiple states. Sure. And does that include the usual kind of BS where you have to keep your licensure up in each of these yes. states? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun, but um, I assume you're, we're talking like our region then up here. Yep, correct. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, license in Minnesota, license in North Dakota, but I would say the, like you just said, uh, keeping the Minnesota license current is more stringent. So I don't worry about the North Dakota one <laughs> because if I do everything to take care of Minnesota, I already know North Dakota satisfied. Yeah, and that's Minnesota. Yeah, that's uh, that's North Dakota too. North Dakota's like, yeah, we're not doing any laws. You know, <laughs> right. we don't like laws up here. Right. <laughs> you yep. know it. So totally. Pretty much correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, good on them. Yeah. Same thing for contractors, right? Yeah. If you're licensed in Minnesota, everybody else says, yeah, you can work here. Oh, I didn't really Kind of. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that from people I've talked to, ours are pretty stringent. Yeah, teachers too. Yeah. Well, there you go. Minnesota. Go, Minnesota. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for making it hard. <laughs> It, it makes the quality higher, I think. <laughs> look I at know. us, right? Got, uh, look at this quality group. Our friends with the state, they're like, quit banging on us. Uh, so, Tim, <laughs> what, what, primarily what type of ex- architecture are you doing? Uh, you know, honestly, I do a, a mix of commercial and residential, single-family, multifamily residentials, basically. Or, But most of the commercial stuff is typically $10 million and down, projects and you know so I, I, I try my best to stay away from government work yeah yes and yeah they're pain <laughs> <laughs> they are so I yeah. stay away from government work like schools hospitals yeah. uh, stuff like that and yeah I stick to the multifamily tenant fit-ups office buildings uh, things of that nature daycares stuff like that so yeah I would imagine the the regulations around hospitals and schools and stuff like that is just so crazy that you have to, it's like a subset right. probably of correct. architecture, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just, yep, correct. Most people who, most architects who venture off into that, then they, that's their niche and that's pretty much all they do. And yep. they know all the ins and outs and that's usually what they do. So, but yeah, for me, you know, I typically stay away from that stuff and stick to the, like I said, tenant fit-ups, office, commercial, uh, single-family residential um stuff like that single family residences yeah 
It seems like, oh, sorry, Laurie. <laughs> it seems like a silly question since you're wearing a shirt with your name on it. Well, it was, but are you part of a firm or do you have your own so, oh, company? Well, yes. I Well, for the past almost four years now, I've been on my own. So okay. Tim Stone Architects, this, yes, I've been running my own firm for like the past almost four years. Well, yeah, four years now. So, yeah. yeah. And right. did you always know you wanted to be an architect? No, I did not always know I wanted to be an architect, so... What, did that, you have other dreams? I did. I wanted to be a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be an architect. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I did not want to be. I, I had no dream of being an architect. I wanted, I'll be honest. I wanted to be a police officer or a race car driver. Huh? Yeah. And the only reason I wanted to be a police officer because I can speed and nobody could break, pull me over and give me oh, a ticket. So yeah. sort of the same reason you wanted to be a race car driver. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, in both cases, you just wanted to drive real fast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that was as a kid. Yes, oh, that was a kid. Was and five didn't you grow up in Illinois, Chicago? Yep, um, yep originally from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up, so... That'd be pretty hard to drive fast in downtown Chicago. Yes, that would be a challenge. You you more have to drive like a maniac. Yeah, true. Yeah, you do. I've driven around Chicago a lot. Yeah. And it's it's almost becoming more like that here in Minnesota. The the driving is getting worse and worse these days. I'm noticing that also. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up? I don't know your age, and I don't. I'm not going to venture a guess. But did you grow up in an era where? people were driving fast on the television is this what fueled this because i feel like i feel like when i was a kid it was like yeah you gotta drive fast someday in the future like (laughs) you know i i to be honest i don't know i think for me i don't know i don't i can't recall or pinpoint something i saw on tv or anything like that I just know I like, oh, if I, if, and if there was something I could pinpoint, it would be the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. Yeah. And right. the General Lee. So that was probably maybe, Night Rider was another one. Oh, maybe. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those. <laughs> so, so outside of yeah. those, I can't really think of anything else. But I do know that for some reason I was just born with a sense of urgency. I'm, I'm, I always want to be done. And I was that kid in the class that if they gave it done. <laughs> Even though it's probably all wrong, but I was done. <laughs> they didn't say it had to be right. <laughs> that, that was me. I have a sense of urgency, so I always want to be done. So done, that's, but that's it. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't remember the teacher ever saying, like, like, by the way, here's your test. They said, here's your test. Bring it back to, uh, when you're done. They didn't say bring it back up when it's good. Like, uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, you, got, you can get away with just like, well, I think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. So did, did, your, did your parents drive fast cars or anything like that? <laughs> We're off of architecture. Yeah. Yeah. Know. You know, the second half. You know, you know, my dad had a couple Novas. Uh, I don't know, 77s or something like that, 76s, that, but they never, they were always down. They never, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't going No, fast. they were most of the time they were sitting up and he's wrenching on them or, you know, tinkering on them. And then, uh, no, he had a motorcycle also, so I did enjoy riding on the back of that when I was younger. So, and then when I got old enough, I would, he'd be at work and I'd sneak off on it. But yeah, anyway. So. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. how did you get, how, when, at what age did you do, like, think like, oh, I'm going to go to architecture, architecture um, school? I would say where I consciously chose to do it, 
was probably oh gosh I don't know I probably had to be I I, I don't know maybe I was like 24 somewhere in there oh so a little later in life even yeah because right? well, after you after you flunked out of race car school yeah. <laughs> race car drivers you know if they, if they would have had race car drivers oh gosh you're, now you're Sign. taking my mind back but I will I'll just Sign you up you know so I would say you know well growing up uh, my parents used to take us to church a lot. And got my my parents were avid churchgoers, so you got drove to church Sunday from six a.m. You'd probably be there until probably some Sundays six p.m. seven at night. <laughs> so right. that's so I used to to keep from getting bored. I would draw, uh-huh. and then um, in Chicago, when you're going from like the elementary schools into the junior high, they usually send you. You have to choose an elective. Do you want to do? Yep. And since I was always drawn and trying to get better at drawing since I had started drawing all the time, then I wanted, I was thinking maybe I should just become an artist. So unbeknownst to me, not knowing mechanical drawing, I just saw drawing. So I'm like 12 years old just seeing drawing. And then oh. I got in there and the guy's like, this is your T-square. This is a <laughs> 30, 60, 90 triangle. And then I was like, oh, God, I don't want to. And that's up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the other drawing. Right. You're not going to be drawing any comic characters or any of that. So I was like, I'll stay in here for the semester, then I'll get my parents to switch it. And long story short, I talked to him. The guy was like, oh, you're pretty good. Just stay in here and try it out. Yeah. And I did. And then I did it for two years. Got to high school. I was good at it. I continued on. And then in high school, um, I had another teacher, Mr. Peterson was his name, the drafting teacher, shop teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, one day I, he was telling me, one day he told me, he said, oh, I, was, I always got a C in his class. Which is one higher than a D. Done. <laughs> D is it, done. It, it wasn't. And I, it is enough. I'll be honest. First, it didn't bother me. The first semester, I didn't care. Then uh, I think the, the first quarter, I didn't care. Then the second quarter, I didn't care. Then the third quarter is when I asked him one day. I'm like, and ah, man, you know, I played sports and all that too a little bit in high school. So I kind of hit a little edge at that, oh, a lot more edge. So anyway, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Mr. Peterson, I know I'm better than that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. He keeps getting the B. Why am I getting the C? And he said that because he knows I'm not trying. Right. Oh. And he said, the reason I know you're not trying is because you are the best in my class, is what he told me. But oh. he said he notices that uh, everybody else goes home with their drawings and they come back and went to the class. They take their books home. This He said, I never see you with your book. <laughs> I never see you. <laughs> right. He's like, you never come up here and ask me a question after I give a lecture or anything, but you always know the answers. Yep. And he said that you're talented and you could become an architect. So he was the first person that told me that I could huh. be an architect. He's the first person to introduce me to architecture and drafting. And and I just honestly didn't take it serious. And then, like I said, once I... <laughs> well, you were young. It's okay. <laughs> I was, I was, but this time I was, yeah, I probably was 15 and I didn't take it serious. And then yep. from there... It just always stayed in the back of my head. And then when I decided to go to junior college, they asked me what I wanted to do. So I was like, uh, I did architecture. And I was like, I did architecture drafting in high school. So architecture engineering is what I did in junior college. And and then making this short story short. We got time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did that in college for a year and a half. A friend of mine was walking to the career center 
I didn't know anything about that. He was applying for a summer job. I sat down with him. Well, I'm talking to him, and I'm on the computer. So I ended up just filling out. Oh, I was like, oh, here's our intern job for a CAD drafter. So I just applied, got hired, quit school because I think at that time I was only like 19 or something like that, yeah. 18. And I was, they was paying me like 30 grand a year. So yeah. I, I thought I was rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought I had made it. I'm in Chicago. So I quit school and all that worked just started working in the office then I started thinking you know I'll just work my way up because Frank Lloyd Wright didn't go to school Todd Wendell didn't <laughs> oh, go I to school I love that yeah <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of famous people didn't go to school <laughs> yeah, I, start right. naming I can all do the, that exactly that's what I started thinking and then um I did this all the way from like 19 until 20 well then at 22 I met this I met a woman, got married because I got married young. Oh, women! And I thought, oh, yeah, I thought I was, I thought I was rich, and met her. And once we got married, and then I realized I was a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to work one day, and one of the architects there said, "Hey, Tim, why are you drafting? You know, you're you go back to school, and you know, at the time, I'm, I'm, by this time, I'm probably twenty three, twenty four. So I'm like, yeah. go to school. I'm an old man. I'm right. married. <laughs> married old man. I, I had a kid by this. <laughs> I got bills now. I'm like, dude, I can't go to school. I was like, that's for young people, not for me. And then um, I think one day I uh, came home and looking at all this and started thinking, I was like, eh, I think I'm just going to go back and get my degree in architecture. I was like, I've already been doing it. And, and bam, from there, it's kind of how it went. Now you're making That's the big bucks. That's a great story, though. <laughs> <laughs> now you're making the big bucks. Yeah, well, he's laughing I, at I, that, too. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'll, yeah. No, no, that's the contractors. <laughs> Those are the Joes. I, you know, it's funny because yeah, I, look at us. I think the contractors think that the architects are making money, and the architects think that the contractors are making money. Yeah, that money. is true. And who does it then? Because I don't think either of them are actually making nearly as much money as people it's think. The homeowners. Yeah. It's actually, I, I do know who it is. I can tell you if we oh, haven't listen. had him on, but it's the banks. Oh, yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, well, yeah. All, we all agree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you tell you, the whole thing gets done. The homeowner's crying. <laughs> the contractor's like, geez, boy, I can barely make it through. The architect, they didn't make very well, You made some. Yeah. You got a decent little gig going most of the time. Yeah. But the bank is just like, hey. Oh, <laughs> touch it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So they're, they're, uh, we're gonna yeah. have to have a banker on to dispute oh, this. <laughs> I can. Is, is it possible I could come back that day with the banker? Then I'm gonna have a list of questions. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's so, a great story, though. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious about like what is the life cycle of one of your projects? So like you get a a what and do what and deliver. Like what? What does what does your job entail? I guess so. My... So, I guess my my response is it, it, me as Tim Stone Architects, or just architecture. Period. Or do you have a specific yeah, like, project? Yeah, like in mind I don't know. Like you get like a a drawing from somebody and then turn it into an architectural drawing. Sometimes, I don't know how does that. Oh, well, sometimes it all depends. Like okay, but yeah, I agree. Uh, it's either one of two things. One, the client has no idea what they want. Well, they have no idea what they want the building to look like or what it should look like. 
So then what I call it is what's the laundry list of items or the gro- or the shopping cart list, yeah. which is what mm-hmm. we call in our profession the program. What is mm-hmm. what is the program? What does that look like? So we, if we have to develop the program for them, so whatever, I'm just going to use this as an example. If the person wants an automotive shop, then it's like, okay, how many cars do you see yourself doing? How many employees do you need an employee break room? How big mm-hmm. do you need it to be? In this modern era we're living in, they are, you know, making more accommodating spaces. So do you want like a shower with a rec room and a PlayStation in there? Stuff like that or a mom's room so somebody can go in there if they whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying it. Your customers, what do you want? What do you want the lobby to look like? What What do you want the customers to experience? What's your what's the vision or the mission statement of the company? Yeah. How do mm-hmm. we ring that through in the architecture? Is this automotive shop about you know speed and making fast cars and fast service is it about high quality customer service is this auto shop Hmm. about you know anyway once you define that then you kind of ring that through with the architecture you pull the program together that that's the push and pull of the design and then once the client we get something developed that the client likes and unfortunately me at the same well not unfortunately but a, a more seasoned architect as you're designing not only are you considering the, the client's program, you're thinking about all the zoning code items, all the building code items, you know, all that stuff is going in your mind. You don't share that with the client unless they ask a question about mm-hmm. it. But most of the time, you're just no. talking about the design <laughs> right. to them yeah. and selling it. And for me, one thing I like to do, now this is a personal Tim Stone item, and I can't say other, I love to try to get a contractor on board as early as possible, even if this person isn't a person who's going to build the building, because then you start getting more realistic under more realistic information or feedback on your details, more realistic information on lead times, products available, what's close to get, you know, that Mm -hmm. your budgetary numbers are more realistic. So you're not way over here. And then now you got to dial the design back. Cause I, I just don't like doing it. Yeah. Tim, I have to just jump in there. I love that when I'm involved earlier on with an architect, because totally how many plans have you guys gotten and you give the bid to the client and they're like, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like like, like you did something (laughs) wrong. Right. And I'm like, uh, and they're like, I have to go back and get these redrawn now. Right. And I'm like, yeah, probably you really need to discuss budget. And, you know, and if we can all be in at the beginning, the better, you know, so I I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that collaboration can also work. Like it can keep things in line, but it can also work because whatever it is that, I mean, as an architect, you don't actually build stuff very, you know, so there's times when, when I've worked with architects where I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, like this is going to double the cost of this if you put this over here why right. aren't you putting it over there and i would think that they're in the building trades like well they should know that but you know you're thinking about a whole different set of things mm-hmm. right i agree and, and this is a uh, if there's any architects listen i'm going to get in trouble for this <laughs> <laughs> seriously most, most architects are trained to design yeah. So, so we're thinking about the aesthetic. We're leading with the aesthetic part of everything. That's I, what we're. That's yeah. what is driving us. I don't think there's any shame in admitting that. I think it's just that. So, like out in the world, when like we as contractors or even homeowners, <clears throat> you know, you run up against these people who are designers, right? <laughs> and and so that's not necessarily a certified anything. Someone can just call themselves right. a designer. Correct. 
Um, but then you run into people who are actually designers, who are certified designers, who could help you go from where you're at to getting a plan put together. And then you run into people who are architects. And that one you know is a certified thing. But that architect, like, you could run into one that, that hyper-complicates the whole process or one that really takes you from nothing to, yeah, we can do this quick you know so it's it's like all over the place i never know what to think of it yeah and i agree and i think like even in that like people hear architect and they think oh you automatically are this great designer and that's not the case because i'll be honest about myself i'm probably a middle of the road designer that's just me being honest my my strength and background is in the technical side of design yeah great so and i think more of that like i said my dad was a mechanic always wrenching on cars i helped him a lot so i knew mechanic the technical part <clears throat> i knew a lot about the technical stuff and even in the architecture some of the jobs i've had in the past you know as a project manager project architect it was because of the technical you know strength i have not necessarily the design yeah and most of the times in the architecture firm anyway three percent of the design were you know Three percent of the people in office are doing the design work. Everybody yeah. else is doing production or technical stuff. Sure. And most of the time, it's the top people who are going to be doing the design, not 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 you. That's like uh, the artistic end of it. Though, yeah, exactly. Right? Like that's exactly. where you play around and you say, "Look, I can like like Frank Lloyd Wright or something, like, right. where I can I can cantilever this thing out this far over this other exactly. thing, and the and the builder is looking at you like you can. Exactly. All the concrete in the world, I can do it, but that's really weird. You yeah. Know? But oh. you don't get to do that normally. Because oh. you say auto shop, and I think, like, I mean, you got to start with, like, well, it's going to have kind of four walls, right? Right. Like, it's, you know, buildings, there's there's 60% plus or whatever that's always going to be there, always the same. Correct. So it's the architecture, it's the architect in you and the and the fun part of where you get to design, where you get to throw in a little bit of yourself. And yes. Make it, yeah. Yeah. Make well, it yours. Well, which I call it the flair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you right. got to bring the flair. Woo! Yeah. There we go. <laughs> 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 but, but flair sometimes costs money. Yes, so it you, does. Yeah. It usually does. Yeah. And, sure. and that's the reason for getting the contractor on board early. So <laughs> I know where to move the money and get the flair. Yeah. <laughs> so we save money here. Let's spend money here and make it flair. Yeah. That, that's usually the, the thing for me. If we're going to save money here. But even what you're saying here, like, and, uh, I I have a I had a project recently that I had to go visit, and potentially they want to do some things in this space. All the utilities are at the back end of this building, mm-hmm. so me they're asking my opinion. The owner wants to do these. Um, Lots freezers and, and yeah. things here away from the line. So I'm like, well, you're going to rip up about 60 feet of concrete, saw cutting, and then you're going to have to run back to, all, to the back of the existing building to get all your sanitary lines in. Yeah. Why don't you just go this way? Right. And we design around it. I was like, the building is kind of dictate. The space is dictating to us what Same. we need to do. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that I like to hear because that's where you, you and I, like all, all the contractors right. are like, yeah, yeah, can, can, yeah. You, right. can you make us not run water into <laughs> right. it? You know, over here, it's, yeah. there's no water over here. Right. It's all over there. Exactly. And that's yeah. what I'm, but I'm like, hey, 
I told him at the end of the day, if you want to spend the money, anything is possible. Yeah, you know, that's true. You, I say you can that a do lot. it. But yeah. but if I'm telling you as a design professional, this is my recommendation. Yeah. But no. So to, to jump back to Merrick's question, <clears throat> that's usually my process to push pull. In my mind, all those uh, technical and regulatory things are going on. And then once we have the client sign off, then usually depending on what the project is, how big it is and what's all involved. I, I usually have already talked to the structure. If I need structural, mechanical, civil, I have already talked to them and got their numbers, got that to the client. And then I've already got them the backgrounds for architecture and then just coordination started moving forward. Usually depending on what the project scale is, I don't know, three months for production drawings. And then I usually give it a three weeks for the city permitting back and forth. And then usually from there, bidding the project, or, or unless we use that same contractor, then another month bidding it and getting numbers in. Then another month from there, or a couple of weeks, construction meetings. Mm-hmm. And then from there, depending on the project, you're probably looking at three months to six months of construction, depending on what the project is, or sometimes yeah. a year, depending on it. So. so how does the permitting process work? Because generally, I'd be pulling... You know, because I, I usually just have a designer, and sometimes I'll have them have an engineer spec out a couple things on that design, um, and then you know, I'll bring that to the permit office and have them approve those plans. But are you saying that you'll go, you'll present them, get the building permits? Or I do permit? sometimes I can for the client. I'll offer that mm-hmm. as a service for the client. Because for me... <clears throat> So I'm Tim Stone Architects, and for us, architecture serves people. That's our mission and vision statement. Mm -hmm. So for me, I care about high quality. I care about the experience everybody has. I try to do the best customer service in the world and Mm -hmm. serving the client. That's usually what I do. So I offer it and say, hey, do you want me to submit drawings for permit? Do you want me to take care of it? And they say yes, and I do it. Then I'll submit it to, I'll fill out the permit application. I'll tell them what I think, you know, because for me, we do it all the time. So it's, I could do it with my eyes closed, Mm -hmm. but depending on the client, if it's a one-off, they don't, they don't have a relationship, working relationship with, like, I'm sure all three of you know, (laughs) city, city people, you know, where to go, who to talk to. Love it. I know who to avoid sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. We do it all the time. So I know who to call, who to go, where to go, where to, who to, right. And so I'll You get more bases covered for for zoning or for uh, what class, classifications are, things like that, that we we don't always have to do so, but you guys I, like I'll call Tim and, or send him I always I never call you send an, I'll send him a note and say hey could we do this at this building right. do we need metal studs do we need right what you know so he's he, he's a my little superhero quick email <laughs> well, and he gets back to me and I'm like okay and try not to waste your time but <laughs> but I think you, the, you have a better handle on a lot of those areas than we do as contractors and because we're builders and we don't often dive deep into the zoning or classifications or Mm -hmm. some different stuff like that you know and maybe more um commercial would you say that you do get permits for possibly because you have to have city of minneapolis now no matter what you do no matter how small the project is you have to have an architect sign off that's newer i don't know how new but it's pretty new really yeah 
Any commercial project. Oh, any commercial project. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Any mm-hmm. commercial project, an architect has to sign off. Yeah. Oh, I got and a whole it, bunch more questions. I know. <laughs> yeah. well, go for it. Uh, well, no, no, I mean, we can yeah. go, but I, it's, um, we're, we're a half hour in. We should take our little break and, okay. and come back. But yeah, we've got a ton. Uh, this is a good line for yeah. us, so we'll get back into this. Um, I know as a builder, I, what, and I'm sure Merrick and Lori have both mentioned this to their clients, like, on the lowest end, if you've got a $5,000 project, I, I don't really need much as far as like, I, you can just sketch it out right. a little bit, right? Right. But any project that has any sort of detail in it, what I used to tell people a lot was like, imagine like going on a road trip across country and not having any sort of a map, no plan whatsoever. Like you, your work, you have to come up with some way to show where this is starting and where it's right. going to. Right. And that's what you're doing, right? Yeah, right. A- absolutely. And just if I piggyback on what you just said, just even the, just to get a feel for the costs. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. you have to have a decent plan because it's like. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> like like you said, where do you start and stop building right. and, and what's what and how much is it going to cost? Like, so for me, like I said, for me, the cost is always driving everything because that's the first thing most people are going to ask or the first thing they need to consider. Yep. Yeah, I'm putting that out there just, just for the homeowners that might be listening because it, I think a question that comes up for us is, you know, I'm going to hire a contractor. Do I need, do I trust that contractor to sketch up some designs for me? Cause like I learned, I learned chief architect well enough to do mm-hmm. the little stuff. Um, and I know a lot of people do that or they just draw it up themselves and maybe you can submit that. Um, or do I need, you know, should I go to an architect first? Should I trust my contractor? Who do I talk to and why? And I think we can get into that when we come sure. back. Okay. We'll yeah. come back to that. Yeah. Yep. All right, you guys, let's take a quick break. All right. Come back. All right. We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices. And they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. 
Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. All right, we're back. Second half. Tim Stone, Tim Stone Architecture. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, where do we leave off, everyone? Talking about uh, the city getting permits, <laughs> I feel designer like... versus oh the oh. homeowner or client. Does yeah, that, do you want a designer? Do you want a, yeah, do you want I... an architect or do you want yeah so, somebody to scratch something on paper? And you know, the, and they, our clients all do ask that. Yeah, and, it and comes we up called a lot. Tim in on one that uh, we already had plans for it and it was for uh it was at open book downtown minneapolis and the weavers guild was going in simple easy we're just going to put up a wall right and it um and they had a design and i'm like yeah i don't yeah we should be good but there's a it you know came down to nope we need to get an architect we're like tim can you just throw something together sure then he had to dive deep into uh occupancy hallway width uh, doors and uh, openings with mm-hmm. swings and mm-hmm. you know so these are things that we can look at it's just nicer to just look at some plans and follow <laughs> the directions from the from an architect mm-hmm. <laughs> totally well, yeah my question was so what's the difference between an architect that like whatever type of architect you are is there, is there a certain type like is it a or is it more of a general term I would well, I would say for us, it's kind of in-house architect. It, it's mm-hmm. kind of an in-house thing, but it's either you're a licensed architect or you're or not. That's basically right. it. Okay, yeah. and then and then what's the difference between that and a structural engineer? Is that is that include that? Or? No, but I would say I'm well. I would say this, and I'm almost confident. Ninety percent of architects today do not do any kind of structural engineering. Mm-hmm. That that generation of people are long ago. <laughs> Maybe back in the day they did, but no. So, so the structural engineer typically today, that's exactly what they do. They just do all the structural engineering. Mm-hmm. So they do all your loads, calculations. Um, they have a better uh, designing your structural system. Um, but even science. if it's easy, Tim, you probably could do it, but you probably can't do it, right? You know, I, I probably, you know, I would say honestly, overall, I don't know. But I would say to answer the question, I probably could learn to do it and do it. But then the city still wants a licensed structural right. engineer. That's what I mean. When, then, but yeah. can't. You know, yeah, everybody right. knows that you need yeah, double. You call out double two by six is over a four foot window or something, but you've got to have a structural right. engineer sign right. off on that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Deep. 
correct. Some of the details, the stuff we've been doing for a hundred years. Yes, you're right. I know it's a three ply over a right. two by eights over a four foot open window or more. I I know for a fact that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> right. But mm-hmm. yeah, but you're correct. Correct, Laurie. The city wants to see us signed off on by a structural engineer, though. Yeah, that was always a question I had too. Was like sort of like, like in the medical world, uh, if you're a if you're a first responder, then you're a paramedic trumps that, then you're a nurse trumps those two, then doctor trumps this, you know, like mm-hmm. you go up the line and, and like a doctor doesn't have to be a paramedic because they're already, they're, they're past that. Right. Um, so I was wondered if, if getting your architecture degree, if that got you the structural engineering part of it like if that mm-hmm. covered it but it doesn't the real saying. answer is no yeah okay you you it's a different you, discipline. you take some structural classes and you have to know you, you're trained on how to know structural um resolving forces bending moments things of that nature but actual getting into it no you don't we, yeah we don't get that far into it so right. um but it's it's just enough for us to know the big picture items. Like I can look at something and say, oh yeah, that beam is undersized, and we're you know. When, so when I'm designing, I know that kind of stuff. But but you're still going to have to get the structural engineer to sign yes. off on the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, and, yep. and and for me, I just have them design the whole structure also. And right. then again, that's kind of not. I'm kind of getting a little bit off, but for me, everything <laughs> is cost driven. So if sure. it's like, oh well. Oh, this was designed to use steel trusts, and those trusts. Oh, it's going to take six months for the trusts, and this is the cost. Oh, well, then for me, it's oh, well, can we use some W's? Right, right. Or is there an alternative structural method? So I'm, you know, that's kind of the, so we can get it done faster. Yeah, yep, you're not exactly uh, like at the very upper end, and, and no one's doing that anyway. But like, you know, fifty story buildings, like that's a whole different animal oh yeah teams of people oh yeah absolutely that's completely teams of people because yep i would say yes and then to to answer mary's question a little bit more that's what i was saying so to to the public it's either your architect or you're not you're a licensed architect or you're not or um you're a drafter and then that again that can fall anywhere because as a drafter there's no to my knowledge either a senior drafter or a experienced drafter that's it but on the architecture side in-house when you're working for a company then it's either your intern architect your architect assistant your project manager your your um art you're the architect or architect record your project your project architect or your principal architect yeah. so, so then those kind of once the part somebody's in-house and say oh i'm the project architect then you automatically kind of can tell what you know what that means yeah well yes (laughs) you know what their job duties are they're probably Mm -hmm. managing five six projects we're running five six projects in offices those projects are probably three to seven fifteen million dollars a piece and they probably have all they probably have two project managers underneath them with about six or seven interns working underneath them and staff so you, you already know when they say that that's pretty much the deal yeah i mean i'm thinking of it from the homeowner's perspective and and we didn't have I mean, we were doing projects that where we needed an architect or we needed, we actually, we could get by with architectural drafts people too often, um, which they're not architects, right? Right. But they're, they're in that same world. And then a lot of the projects we would just use a designer, um, often certified designers 
And then occasionally we'd end up working with someone who just claimed they were a designer, you know, like, <laughs> which do you mean interior decorator or are you talking designer? Cause who drew this? You know, this has nothing to do with anything structural. Like I can't do what you've drawn here. Yeah. In the design world, there's a quite a range in skills yeah. and what people do. Cause it, some of them are interior decorators. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and they say they're a they're designer. designer. Yeah. And then there's uh, designers that say that they're like an architect, you know, and you're like, well, no, you're not. But, <laughs> yeah. but, 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 a, but a huge range in skills of what I've found across yes, the board. And, and one of our designers that we work with, Stephanie, that you've met, uh, is, has worked for a lot of contractors and worked for some bigger builders and she's pretty good. Very now, is she a certified designer though? I mean, cause there, there I don't are, even know. I my, don't know. My understanding, I heard this from a designer, so you correct me if I'm wrong, but what I've heard is that, um, you can go to school. You can go to you can go to kitchen and bath design school and become a designer for that, or you can go for home design. But then you can't be drawing anything up over two stories, generally speaking. Uh, you have to go to an architect after that. And multi level or multi unit? No, you can't do drawings for that. No stuff like that. So, like, I just don't know what the where where you find the designer. Where, where the line is drawn and how a homeowner finds themselves getting in touch with the right person who, because an architect, there's a wide swing there too. And so they, they'll say, you know, I've had people say, oh, I, I spent $18,000 on this design from this architect. And then this designer that I have over here, like could have done that for five or three, you know, like you didn't need this. So I, I guess from a homeowner's perspective, like I think there's a little bit of fear of architects generally on and, the lower end, especially. And, I, you know, I'll be honest, I probably could see that because, yeah. oh, man, that's a lot, a lot to go into that. But <laughs> Well, I don't want them to be afraid of architects, though. I want them to understand when, what the value is, because there's a lot of times they're looking at that upfront cost just to get the yeah. project started. No, I agree. And I'm saying, yeah, but if you, if you put the investment in now, believe me, it'll yes. pay off later because everyone yes. will have what they need. Right. Then we can all give you the right stuff. No, yeah. I, I agree. And I think, like, I even heard Lori say one time, which I agree too, because that's my, the, the most critical part to some degree is the planning. Yeah. And and that's true because like, I hate to keep going back to it, but it's true. It, it kind of dictates and tell you everything you need to know. Pretty much it helps identify the issues. Once you sit down and start planning and then help, you know, you get answers for the solutions. And, but anyway, to answer your question, like in my mind, I think, um, if I'm, if I'm a homeowner, I guess for me, the first thing I would do is somebody tell me, I, I want to see samples of your work. I, I want to see that. Or you have a website, samples of your work. What have you previously worked on? That's what I, and I guess that's where I would start. And then, then I would ask, if I'm budget conscious, what are your fees? You know, and then um, maybe asking around for people to recommend a designer. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say to respond to what you said also, I do know, I'm not sure about kitchen and bathroom getting licensed. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. <laughs> sure, yeah, I do I know that there are some licensed interior designers because one time for me, sometimes picking out samples, I went to an interior design place and I was there with the client kind of showing them. And I, I'm going to be honest, 
I don't like picking out colors and fabrics and that's shades a decorator's and all that. job. That's not <laughs> not so much your thing. It's right? not, but sometimes the clients won't help with that, and they want you to help them pick out different sure. items. And then for me, so I usually my trick to get out of I don't want to say get out of it, but to to just help, I go with the client to a design place. And then I let the design people talk to them about, I, I totally. introduce the project, tell them what we're doing, what the client's kind of looking for, the theme that they're going for. That's usually how I do it. Mm, yeah. But I would say, um, yeah, for me, that's usually how I do it um, to kind of get but out of it. But you've run into people who are designers who... I have, and then yeah. I learned my lesson doing it one time because I walked in there and then I said something to the client like, oh, this interior decorator. And they kind of <laughs> educated me that I'm not a deck interior decorator, I'm an interior designer. So I said, and I oh, know that forgive exists. me. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I meant no harm. Yeah. And generally speaking, I think true certified interior designers, from what I understand, like they learn CAD. They're, they're just yes, not working on. And they might not even be that great at decorators, really. Yeah. You know, they, but their but their thing is more spatial design. Like, how do we get yeah, this to right. be compliant? And they'll even I've had designers that don't have an architecture degree that write specs for code so i can get my my plans through too mm. you know they do they do great with that okay. but so tim do you like to do um kitchens and bathrooms and and yeah, the interior pieces of the, of a house versus you know if, if there's no addition or anything or no yeah. i do not yeah i typically only yeah. do stuff like there that for family but no like out seeking that kind of work no because that's just the part b of what i was gonna respond to <laughs> on sam's question yeah. is as an architect, I don't know how can I say this. The 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 value for us is just not there. Yeah, and right. that's that's yeah. a lot of times when, and I'll be honest, I do get those calls from time to time, and they say, oh, you know, whatever, my cousin or somebody recommended <laughs> you, and not. But at the end of the day, I want you to design the inside of my garage. And <laughs> right. then for me, it's like, I I usually not don't like telling people no. I like to tell everybody yes. We all have that problem. So (laughs) in my mind, I say yes, and then I say it's going to be this amount per hour. And then they say, oh, so I let them tell me no. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Good tactic. I use that one. That's that's usually usually what I do. No, that's the best way to do it because that's just not a good use of your time. Exactly. It's it's not at all, and it's it's just not. And, And then I usually recommend them somebody who probably can help them. Um, I do. I do know people, and you know, I know a couple of people. I, I'm, so I'm a North Dakota State University graduate, and I do know other graduates in the area who decided not to um, go on and become licensed architects, but they do, do dibble and dabble in other things on the side. So. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that all makes sense to me. But but and also like <clears throat> not to take a you know but one thing you said about a set over here costing eighteen thousand from this architect and then this set from a designer right there i don't want to mislead people that or anybody but there are some really serious talented designers and drafters and you know that like i said for me myself i'm a middle of the road designer that was never my strength strength where i got recognition my recognition was always on the technical side but there are some designers and drafters who are better designers than i am but the thing to go back to is like you said the thing that makes you an architect is that you under you 
understand you you understand the entirety of the entire building process right you understand all the code items you understand most of them from a co- from a commercial standpoint and you you know you you understand all those items and then you understand the disciplines and you understand the coordination and management of the disciplines which when i say disciplines is a mechanical civil Totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, structural. You know how to manage those disciplines. You understand their roles, and you you kind of they are the ones who play the instruments, and you kind of help them <laughs> make the beautiful sound. Yeah. Oh, that's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And that's pretty much it. And, and you, well, and you depending on the client, you do a lot of hand holding also. So. Of course. Well, I think that's the. I think what you just did there is the opposite of misleading. Like that's helping people because I think what it boils down to is. If you're, you know, if you're not changing the structure of your home, if you're not making an addition to it, anything like that, and you're just getting your kitchen redone, if you want to spend the money on an architect that does that sort of stuff, go ahead, fine, right. whatever. Yeah. I don't. But, but in that case, you're not likely. You don't need the architect. No. You, need, you probably need the designer who does Correct. this. You know, and and. Even if you need good plans drawn, you can probably get that done at that level. Um, but if you're doing something else, so it's like putting the right person in the right place to get the work done. Correct. I would say. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think like, and like I said, like you just said, like the design part is one thing, but then like you said, understanding that, because the architect is going to understand every single thing. That's the right. difference. Right. Like right. the designer might, you know, I've had people approach me with, oh, you know, whatever. I, I hired a designer to design this. They designed it. Yes. Like you just said, Sam, great. Right. But they didn't think about the electrical. They didn't think about the plumbing. Oh, you want to move the toilet over here? Well, you can't just slide a toilet over here. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work that way. No, no that doesn't oh, work. And we, we all laugh because we've all dealt with that. Right. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, well, you better hope the trusses go this way because I don't think they do or that it's got, you know. Or this one where they're like, "Um, I want to put a bathroom upstairs and it's right next to the soil stack that's below us. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's nice, but you don't really use it. (laughs) Not the same thing. You still got to get all the way downstairs. And and to me, that's the difference between the architect and the designer. The architect is synthesizing all the information. Yeah. They understand the the entire the they understand all the systems in the house, not systems. just yes mm. the the plumbing system, electrical set. They understand yeah. all that what's working here, and, and and that's how they start. They design with all that information in mind, where the designer sometimes is not thinking about any of that. They're just thinking about oh this is this would be a great layout for this space. No, so if you're um, if you're a homeowner and you're thinking about a project and you're looking at what you might want want to do. Um, you know, if it's if it's not a terribly big project, then yeah, reach out to designer type people or talk to an architect. But yeah. they might if listen to them if they're saying, "Look, you don't need my skills for this." Right. Yeah. Um, but then conversely, it, I think where people get themselves into more trouble, I think, is when they should have hired an architect when the project got bigger oh, than they expected. Yeah. It's it's usually they're because they're always trying to get the cheapest thing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's there's a point at which you would, you can look at people and you'd say, look for, you know, you, you got a two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollar project here. Like, 
I know it sounds like a lot, but spend the money on the architect no, right agree. off the bat because you do think about all the systems because you are looking at the whole picture. Right, and, and or another example is the client thinks they can draw it up and they know how to do SketchUp or something. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I got uh, that all the time. We yeah. just got called in on a job where uh, the client thought he could just draw it up and he was trying to get a permit without full plans for a duplex and and was been working on it with the city for over for a year wondering what he wasn't doing right why couldn't he get a permit (laughs) plus putting uh living space in the basement egress windows (laughs) and not having a full plan and thought uh, so was was going back and forth with the city now it's been almost a year i think and uh finally realized that he's over his head so yeah um, i know there's there's got to be some listener out there who's a homeowner who's like i'm in the middle of doing that why are they laughing like we're laughing because you can't do that and they won't tell you at the city no no No. they're not it's like like, you need a contractor dude and it's like they're mean enough to make you feel really small they can be really mean down there but they're but they're not quite mean enough to tell you by the way you can't do this. Right. You need someone to help you do this. You know, yeah. like maybe that'd be yeah. nicer. I don't know what no, it is. No, I, I know this may be off topic, but yeah, I, I had, a, I had a client once who he reached out to me. He wanted to buy this house, tear it down, build on top of it, you know, be this elaborate home. Uh, I was like, okay. So I'm like, okay. And then he wanted my fee, gave him my fee. He's like, mm-hmm. You're just a little bit lower than these other guys. And I feel like, you know, this is a big shop. You're kind of a small shop. So I'm like, well, you know, you, you know, I was like, hey, this is the fee. This is that. I'm kind of explaining to him. And something I usually try to sell clients on is CA, Construction Administration. Yep. And uh, normally I just say, hey, this is the fee for Construction Administration. If you want it, if you don't, it's up to you. He he didn't want it, so he finally made up his mind. He would go with me. I would be the designer on this project. I'm like, fine, okay. We get into the project. We start getting into the project, and we as we're designing, I'm asking, hey, do you have a contractor? Oh, I'm going to GC this myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no so, problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's super smart. It's another super easy <laughs> easy industry. It's fine. So, so I asked <laughs> him. What could go wrong? <laughs> I asked him, no. I was like, oh, you, I was like, oh, have you done home remodeling? Is this your, oh, this is my first project. I've been reading up and watching some YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's out yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. I'm a surgeon, by the way. See, I, don't, <laughs> I can barely GC my own house. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, from there, you, you can pretty much imagine how that project went. I'm sure it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure everything about it went smoothly. I'm, hap- I'm happy for him because he finally got his house built and pulled together. But yeah, it was and and I, the look on his face, you could tell by a quarter way through when the by the he got his permits and framing and, all, and the excavation and all that started. Oh. You could tell the look on his face from there till the halfway through point. He was defeated. But, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, he was defeated and. I'm like, yeah, man, that's I, and, and I even like, I, I got to the point where I started billing him again yeah, yeah. because he was calling me every oh, other bet. day, twice a day. Yep. Oh, I got these, I got soul boring samples. What do I do with this? Oh, I got, 
the, the structural engineer is asking me this or the framers. Yeah, the trust remember framers. that time I told you I'd administrate this for you <laughs> and there was a fee attached to that? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty clear. I remember it. <laughs> I got one more thing and I hate to pester you, Tim, but... Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. one more. Oh. That's uh, a great segue to my question, which was what was like your most interesting or most challenging project? That you've done as an architect. Oh man, most challenging. Oh, mm. is this going to be like uh, like me with construction? Like I can't even remember things I did three years ago anymore. Oh, <laughs> whether, they were, whether they were easy or no, not, no. I'm like, I did do that. You're right. Like eventually, <laughs> you just oh, yeah. Well, I'm tr- I'm trying to think projects when I was projects since I've been on my own. I I can't think of something because they're all kind of got well not all but about a third of them have like Jesus go away (laughs) (laughs) and and honestly but and even that project I just mentioned with that guy it wasn't the project really it was him right like it wasn't any builder could have took that and ran with it but for it was him because it was like but uh, that was he was one of them. And I would say that was in Minneapolis. Yeah. And the only, that was kind of my welcome to Minneapolis project too, a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would say, yeah, maybe that one was a little challenging and interesting at the same time because, you know, obviously, like I said, as a designer, you do, you do want to do some flair. So when people see that, they, oh, that's cool. And they, oh, who's the designer? Oh, Tim Stone. Oh, Tim Stone. Oh, so I do- knew it. <laughs> I knew it. That's why there's it's always like something work. weird. <laughs> so Damn architect. So that, that was one of the projects. But the thing was, when, it, when, he, when they submitted for permit, we designed it. They submitted for permit. Then they came back with this weird thing I've never in my life heard of. This was the first time ever. And oh, the I, city did? Yes. And oh, at yeah. this time, I had been working and designing for, I, I was in a, what, 14-year career? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've never heard of a setback for, uh, just because it's a new, uh, a remodel, it's a setback on a residential building, on a res- single-family residence at the second floor. I've never heard of uh, such a thing. And know. it pushed the whole second floor back seven feet or eight feet or something like that. So we had to redesign. Uh, I had to introduce a new uh, roof on the bottom and redesign the upstairs because that was their master bedroom. Mm. And now I ran it, into something like that in, in Edina on a design we didn't. We never ended up doing the project, but that the second story has to be have a, more of a setback. Yeah, it had to have a setback because of the current zoning and something about if you remodel the house from the point one point of the neighbor to the right and the neighbor to the left this this as far as their second stories is you can't you have to be buying this diagonal line this imaginary I diagonal couldn't line. make sense of it really on, the first, I on the first floor I've heard that but I didn't have never heard that about the second floor yeah. I thought either. that it was I've free never space heard that you could just float it out there just, <laughs> no it was Minneapolis huh. I've never heard of this setback thing and I I you know you know as a I vetted out the the zoning and all and I never saw it in there but the guy the the zoning person professional who got back oh yeah you can't do that because did they point to it I I love I love when sometimes you read you know what they're pointing to that's usually inspectors for us but but you're looking at the code book or whatever and and they're saying you can't do this and you're reading it and then you're like well yeah but you're in commercial code you know or whatever like that's not that's I'm in residential and they're like oh yeah or it'll be something where it's like 
you're reading this one way, but I'm completely reading this a different yeah. way. Oh. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that what yeah. I'm doing satisfies this code. I've like, had, yeah. yeah, I've had that, that happen to occur too. I think I was working on a daycare, but at that time I was working for another firm and I can't even remember the language, but in the language no, it says something not. like, thus then since the occupancy load can't be more than the <laughs> right. ages of five to seven within the age range. And it said something <laughs> weird like that. And I read it like seven times, but my understanding was that you could have 85 kids. Right. But then when we submitted for permit, came back, the inspector was saying, this means that all the kids have to be under 10. Only kids under 10 could be in this area or something he said like that. Right, right. And You're like, was, yeah, no, that was the only I, th- I read English too. Like, I, I'm reading it way different than you are. <laughs> you should be like, and I have an architecture degree. Well, yeah, we just. I know to. you can't. I know right. you can't <laughs> challenge them. Oh, God, they're the well, worst. Well, gosh, like I said, I'm trying to watch what I say here, but. <laughs> some people in some cities are the greatest people you want to work with and they're super helpful they really help you but some people i i promise i don't know if they wanted to be an architect so now they have vendetta against all architects or and either zoning some, is like the school of wizardry that's, that's what we you're like you never know what you're gonna run into what you're gonna get what magic they're gonna pull out of their pocket or you're driving down the street what, okay, so right now I'm doing a hospice building. I'm doing a brand new construction hospice building. It's going to be three stories. And I'm designing it using, you know, I use the code, all that. And as you're driving down the street, you, you probably have submitted something similar in the same municipality. Yeah. And you got, it got re- rejected. Yeah. You had to come back and change some things, yeah. whatever. And you might be driving down the street in that same municipality, and you see a brand new building. That's exactly yeah, exactly that. yes. doing the exact same thing yes. you got dinged for. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, well, how did that build? How did that get built? Right. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all the time. It, yeah, you're wondering how did they how did that get built? So then and, you're like, and there's so little yeah. recourse. Like you, it's like, can I? You can't look at him and be like, can I talk to your manager? <laughs> or, like, from that, do you want to ever bring a permit in again? Like, right. Mm-hmm. I know, exactly. Right. And, and, and to me, that's the thing. You know, you got to, you know, you have to deal with the city again and you might get that person. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I just won't even. But I would say one thing that I, um, like you said, dealing with the city and dealing with this cold stuff, I, I, like I said, dealing with that guy, had to push back that zoning, so we had to push back that. And then in that area and neighborhood with the zoning also, I had designed pitch breaks. And, nope, you can't have pitch breaks in a remodel in Minneapolis. Right. At the, so, yeah, I couldn't put the pitch breaks in. So we had to mm. do these goofy-looking dormers, which I thought they were a little goofy. And then the, the homeowner decided to get rid of them because he thought they were goofy also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean... I, I think I will say, and you already you were so polite about it. Um, there are people doing a lot of good work, and I will say that the code, by and large, the city and the code and the purpose for it all is to keep us safe and right. make sure the right. buildings Correct. are good. And I and I totally appreciate that. In the, at the end of the day, but it's just sometimes you run into people who you're like, we're can we just be reasonable about well, this? You know, like, and the, and the regulations keep on stacking. There's no like getting rid yeah. of regulations. It's not like, okay, well, we're going to add this new one. We're going to get rid of these old ones. It's just <laughs> like this constant heap of them that I, I agree. continue. I, I'll just yeah. say one Go thing. Ahead. I was just talking to, I was talking to Lori earlier 
Okay, so the only reason I'm wearing my shirt with my name on it today is because I had meetings and then I just came straight here. What? So, <laughs> you should be wearing it. You're, you're Tim Stone. No, no, we take I'm, a picture after this. If I'm at home, I'm just sitting with a t-shirt. Or, But no, uh, um, I had a meeting today. We had the original drawings. The building was built in like 1958. I'm sitting here looking at the set like, geez, if this was today, this there's no way this building would get built. There's oh, yeah, th- totally. there's zero information about right. cold occupancy, <laughs> cor- corridor loading, separate no information at all about it. no thermal energy, cold no. information, no nothing. No, nothing. no nothing. Just nothing. Some, just some no. in fact drawings. I'm looking at I I was struggling even to find out where this section was taken because there was no section cut information on, oh. on where the section <laughs> I just can tell where you know. But anyway, um, flashing forward, like you said, it's like layering and layering and layering in a regular and I understand it's for the wealth, you know, obviously as architect, you got to know it's for the health, safety and welfare, life safety of, <laughs> yep, yep. of the people, right. which, yeah, we do. <clears throat> but um, one thing that just came to my mind, I did a building, I did a remodel for a building uh, last year. It was a, the existing two-story building was used for, to sell auto parts. The upstairs, they used to store the parts. Downstairs, they sold the parts. Somebody purchased that building. And they wanted to turn that building into an office building. Uh, for it was the headquarters for a construction company. <clears throat> no problem. This is my this. In fact, this is my favorite genre of architecture to do is office right. buildings yep. because it's the most relaxed uh, coats items, and you can do so some cool things in there, and you don't have to have all the separations and all that and fire suppression. The, there was no existing fire suppression, none of that. We tackle the building, get through the whole thing, go to submit for permit, comes back to us. And this happens sometimes, so any architect who's being honest, this happens. We get the call, I get the call from the inspection. There's a code section, and it's a a state code, Minnesota 1306. (laughs) Each municipality has the opportunity to either adopt or decline adopting. But Mm -hmm. if you adopt it, it's part of your regulation forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's, it says that if you do add anything over 2,000 square feet or remodel any building 2,000 square feet or more, you have to have a fire suppression system. Mm-hmm. The where this building was located, it's in the more rural suburban area. Oh, no. <laughs> Off of Main Street in that rural suburban area. And there is no, uh, you know, current tap for fire lying. And the building wasn't fire sprinkled. So automatically, you're adding $100,000. Yep. Because just to come out and de-excavate. Just get, get the line. That, yep, get the yep. line in. That's already sixty grand almost. Yeah. <laughs> like another forty grand, fifty grand. So mm-hmm. I'm like, does the city want economic development or are they just causing a hardship? So right. I, and then there was a, a clause in there that said, alternate it, it talks about alternate construction methods so i'm like i don't understand why the state is being more stringent than the international building code so i'm looking at the international building code international building code offers alternatives to get bigger maximum building without having to do a fire suppression system i argue with the city i argue with the city attorney i argue with the uh the uh they, they had another some another consulting inspector come in <laughs> right. and and they all stood together and it was no 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 you have to add a suppression system 
<laughs> so I had to go back to the client and say, hey, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if, because um, I've, I've run into those types of things with the cities, and I wonder if there isn't sort of internally with them this, like, hey, the next time this comes up, let's see if we can get someone else to run this line. Because, like, they know they sh that should be their line that they're running. If they want the city to be developed in those ways, they should be running those those higher yeah. lines, you know, higher volume lines. But, um, yeah, so I, I think sometimes they're like, eh, you know, we know that we if you want this, then you run our line for us. You pay for the 60 grand to get this <laughs> put across the town, you know. But yeah. Anyway, well. Uh, I have one more question. Yeah, I know ahead. we're getting yeah. that down yeah. there. So one more question. So you started out as a, an, uh, just a free-form artist. Do you still do any artists' oh, yeah. drawings or anything? You know, I wouldn't say I do, but lately I've been so busy. When I started launched the company, I've been busy. I just don't have time. But I did. So, I, so when I went back to college at North Dakota State, yeah, I majored in architecture and I minored in art. And I minored in econ also. And then, I was, yes, so I did some painting. Uh, charcoal is my favorite. Charcoal on contact paper. I did a ton of drawing. And when I'm just, I like, sometimes I can walk into a space like this and I'll be like, oh, it'd be cool if it was a picture. Then I start thinking about what it looked like. And then I start playing with some abstract art and doing all that kind of stuff in my downtime and stuff just to get away. But no, running a business, I'm kind of almost a one-man shop i just got a part-time guy now oh, helping me. but yeah you yeah. know how it is when you're yeah. on your own you're doing the marketing client intake client oh. meetings production small business no that's, idea yeah non-stop yeah you're doing your but the billing the yeah the billing you know how and then i'm uh i was fortunate to be uh you know i worked at 10 different architecture firms before i went on my own and i was the kind of person i just wanted to do whatever I could. So the only thing I don't like, to, I know how to do almost every aspect of the Business. field, but the only thing I don't like doing is spec writing. I just can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So all my 3D renderings, all my, pre, you know, any 3D rendering you see from me, your presentation, it's all, I know how to use all the software, all that stuff. Um, site observations, in fact, that's what I was doing yesterday up in North Dakota. Site observations, punch lists, and you know, punch lists, Fine. punching out stuff so but yeah but uh some of it i don't like doing some of it i do like doing but the best part i like doing is meeting people and helping people yeah that's the yeah. best part mm -hmm. i like to do well you gotta you gotta <clears throat> lean on that part of it because if you're in business for yourself like you gotta you gotta at least enjoy one part of it a lot <laughs> a lot yeah <laughs> and, and if helping people is something you like then you can take a lot from that and then find some people as you grow to do the things you don't like to do mm -hmm. right as yeah. much as possible. Oh, yeah. Not like I love everything I do yet, but I've gotten rid of a few of those hats. <laughs> All the things that are the worst, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I like meeting people, helping people. Oh, and, uh, and for me, one big thing I like to do is problem solve. So I like yeah. problem solving. And to me, architects, that's basically kind of some of the big things we do is problem solve. But uh, I just like problem solving. Yeah, that's a contractor thing, too. That's what a lot of us, yeah. a lot of us get into building for that. So, Well, we didn't get a chance to uh, go deep into, we didn't, we didn't get to grill you on your personal life and ask oh. you all the things you do for fun and stuff. But, oh, sure. but we are, um, you know, we're 40 minutes into this second half, so I think we probably should wrap it up. And 
Okay. And have him yeah, back yeah. again sometime. Yeah, that, sure. that's what I was going to say. Well, yeah. We'll have time for. I appreciate you having. Yeah, me. it's great having you on. Another one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we good? You, yeah. We, uh, how do people find you? Tim Stone Architects? Tim, TimStoneArchitects.com. Uh, that's the, the website. Yeah. Uh, if you want to eat, do I give out the email or phone number? Or, meh. or call Wonder Woman. We'll, or, call, or call Wonder yeah. Woman Construction. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I mean, usually these days, all they need to know is your name, and they'll find you. That's what I was thinking. Bam. I was like, TimstoneArchitects.com. That's, that's pretty much pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. Yes, sir. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show. Mm -hmm.